You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hey, this is John from Geek Elite Media, and this podcast is being brought to you by Cuts by Candace. Candace Gist is a hairstylist that will work with you to get the right look. She uses her 18 years of experience to understand my needs and is the only one that comes near my hair. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of March 2019, and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you you can. Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Candice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me on my, my podcast today. Well, thank you. I'm excited about it. <laughs> uh, if you've been listening to Geek Elite Media Podcast for the last, ooh, say, month and a half, you would, uh, you've heard that we've been, we've have our first sponsor. Yes. <laughs> our first ad <laughs> is Cuts by Candice, and uh, it's been great. It's, it's, it's been nice to, to, to flex that muscle that we have and know that uh, we have uh, support of our local businesses here, so thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> this has been an adventure for me, kind of, like and um, I've been really excited about it. I'm so. glad. You know, yeah. uh, like we like to tout here that it's not just movies and comic books and video games around here we we literally are interested in whatever anybody likes to geek out about and uh, i i know that you like to geek out about hair i do i love to talk about hair i love to talk about different colors um i know i've been talking to you lately about my instagram page that's right (laughs) um and just all the new things that they're constantly coming out with different techniques to even just fade you know, it's not just the color part of it. It's fading the, um, the new, you know, there's always like a better way to do it and just really creating your own like way of doing hair to make it your own. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, like that, that's also super fascinating. Like how many different styles people you probably come across every month at least, uh, you know, I imagine it all like it comes from one certain base, but you know, everybody wants something different, and their their heads are shaped different, so you have to do it differently. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, especially when you're dealing with men. Uh, when I worked at a a barber shop, you know, that's a really short haircut, and definitely came across some really interesting shaped heads, and that changes <laughs> the whole entire haircut and what you need to do to make sure it looks good at the end of it. So you just never know, and of course, everybody. You know, there's certain haircuts that become very popular and everybody wants them, but they don't want to look like everybody else. So just trying to make sure that every client, even if I did that same haircut like five times that day, that they all look differently. It's all unique to their hair texture, the shape of their head, the way their face is shaped, um, you know, just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that it all looks different. And I mean, what is the... What's the most extravagant thing that you've ever had to do? The most extravagant thing? Um, I don't know. I guess when you take some 
usually it's a, a lady or a female and uh, when she has hair like in the middle of her back and you take it up to like a, a cute little bob or a pixie because even though they say that's what they want like you are so used to looking at yourself a certain way in the mirror and so when I show you that first initial look in the mirror it's so like dramatic for them, sometimes a little traumatizing. And I always tell people, I'm like, when you do something that extreme, like give it a week before you decide that you love it or hate it. <laughs> be, and you'd be surprised how um, you do, you don't think about it, but you're so used to looking at yourself a certain way. And anytime you do anything, whether it's color or cut, it really, you know, it changes you. And what, you know, what, uh, what's the time usually on something like, like when you, someone sits down and they want a full on cut and dye job, what, what, what are you first, talking about? How, first of all, it's color. You dye. Oh, color. Not, yes. You dye, dye clothes. You dye Easter eggs. Oh, okay. Got <laughs> you it. color hair and you pluck a chicken and you tweeze your eyebrows. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Yes. Um, well, it depends. So if you, let's just say most um, women have hair about shoulder length and a cut and say they wanted highlights plus color, you're looking about two, two hours to three hours, depending on exactly what they want. So. And how can, can adults sit for that long? <laughs> um, I imagine children are usually a little difficult to sit for long periods of time, but adults got to be a different story. Um, sometimes it is difficult. I do have clients who get bored and, um, <laughs> usually actually on um, as far as sitting still, it's actually my guy clients. Really? Yes. Sometimes I'm like, if you sit still, I'll give you a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> usually guys, um, they just get kind of antsy and they start moving their head and stuff. And I'm like, dude, like sit still. <laughs> I would I would imagine that a, a a men's haircut usually doesn't take as long as a female one, but um, not always, but it can depending on what they want. Um, you know, definitely in today today's society, men definitely like styling is a, kind of a new adventure. I mean, it's always been there, but I feel like more and more men are doing it, and there's different lanes. Um, you know, our, our friend Steven, he's got longer hair, so that takes a little longer. It would take about the same as, you know, a female who was getting their hair cut about a bob length, you know? Mm. So it just depends. And then some people, um, like their hair is hard to fade. And so that can actually take longer, you no. know, than it would, like I could do a long layered haircut, say faster than I could do a fade, depending on the texture of their hair and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So it just, I mean, it really, there's kind of, um, as they say, like in coloring, like we have guidelines, but there's always a handful of people that break them. There's not really rules in the hair industry because mm -hmm. for every, if you want to say rule or guideline, there's such a huge handful of people that go against that. So, right. Yeah. It's always the, the exception to the rule. Yes. <laughs> You know, kind of uh, for an example, like coloring hair. Um, if someone has colored their hair red, no, colored their hair <laughs> red, which is important, and you bleach it out, it doesn't always happen, but there is a high possibility that they're going to go pink because when you mix red and white together, it makes pink. <laughs> but not everybody's hair is going to go pink, mm -hmm. you know? So, and sometimes too, when you're coloring hair, um, that's always really fun, you know, like 
you know, the majority does this and you start to color somebody's hair and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then I have to kind of stop and reprocess um, like what I'm going to do, what type of a toner I might need to use. Um, and then even though people's hair is, uh, say, like dark brown, when you add that bleach, it starts to pull out all the colors. Like a lot of people naturally have red in their hair and you just can't see it. Mm-hmm. Or yellow or orange. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think I have some red in my hair. I think you do have a little red in yeah, your hair. Yeah, I always see it in my beard. Yeah, yeah, a lot of um, men, they have red in their beard. <laughs> As, As opposed to women having red in their beard? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so... When uh, when is it that you you knew that you wanted to do hair that you wanted to geek out about hair? Um, you know it's kind of interesting because sometimes when I talk to other hairdressers, um, I hear them say like, "Oh, I know, I knew when I was little, I started playing with Barbie dolls' hair and stuff like that." And for me, I think it was a little different. Like I knew it was something I always wanted to do, but I can't exactly say like I really geeked out about it as um a little girl mm-hmm. it was just something I always knew that I wanted to do and then when I got into high school they offered um at the high school I went to a program that I my senior year I could do both and I just thought to myself I don't know what I want to do so why not I mean because no matter where I go at in the world um everybody always needs their hair done people's gonna yeah they're gonna you need their I mean? haircut yeah and um especially when I got into the hair industry um what a hairdresser made was way more than minimum wage was at the time. And I was like, I go support myself through high school and even, or high school, college, (laughs) (laughs) through college. And even if I, um, you know, had decided to go with um, something else as a career that I could always do that on the side for extra money. Or if I moved out of Yuma, you know, even if I was having trouble getting a job, that's just something I could do. So it just totally made sense, like, why not? Mm-hmm. So, and I've had a lot of fun with it, obviously. I've been doing it this February for 19 years. I know the commercial says 18, but this <laughs> February actually is 19 years now that I have been doing hair, so. Okay, so what was the, what was that beginning process like going into the, is it called the beauty school? Yes. Okay. Um, it is called beauty school. Uh, in other states, it is called, you go to college. Barber college? Hairstylist uh, college? Uh, cosmetologist. Cosmetology, yes. okay. Yes, technically I'm a licensed cosmetologist All in right. the state of Arizona. Um, and so I signed up with the program and um, I went to beauty school in Old Town Yuma. Mm-hmm. Beauty school down there. Which was also kind of cool because that beauty school has been there forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was kind of fun, just like the, the history, histori- the history yeah. of it all, you know? And, um, you know, I remember the, f- the first couple of days going into beauty school kind of going like, what did I get myself into, you know? <laughs> and it's a lot of, it was a lot more information than I was aware of. And then obviously talking um, with some of my clients who really want to get more in depth in exactly what I'm doing, they're always surprised about like the information, the chemistry part of it, the, um, you know, going to beauty school, I had to know, um, like all the parts of, uh, all the muscles in your face, your hands, your feet, because as a licensed cosmetologist in the state of Arizona, you can also do manicures, pedicures, and facials. So you have to know all the muscles, you know, the technical, all the funguses that you could get in your hands and feet, and you need to know what they look like. 
And um, there's so certain services that uh, we use electricity for. Mm-hmm. So I had no different currents of electricity. So there was just a lot of things that um, definitely wasn't expecting to have to know. Hmm. So. See, and I'd sitting here thinking that you know they're gonna you're gonna go in there they're gonna teach you about the the different people that have made tech certain techniques important or you know stuff like that. That comes kind of later. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, but basic beauty school is just a textbook where you're learning all of this stuff. And in fact, uh, one of my beauty instructors said that she was talking to a nurse instructor in just basic 101 nursing that how much cosmetology kind of lined it up, lined up with that having to know like the muscles, the different layers of the skin, um, the different parts of the fingernails, mm. you know. Um, the three different parts of the hair, how the hair cuticles open and close, and how all the chemicals that we use work with everything like that. So, hmm. yeah. So, w- w- what is it about? Why why is it later on that you you learn about technique? Is that like stuff that you learn on your own? Is that le- stuff that you learn? Um, well, they tell you in beauty school that we're teaching you what you need to know to pass state board. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and that's all you need that's to know. What most schools are doing anyway. Yeah, that's all you need to know is. Uh, techniques um so my state board i'm sure that would probably help a little more um so there's a it's called a marcel curling iron and you actually open and close it with your pinky oh yeah so you have to learn how to do that and then there's called uh figure eight and figure six curls okay so you obviously curl them differently so for state board you had to do um seven curls in seven minutes they're timed they're watching you uh, you had to do a mock perm, which is just that you could show that you knew how to uh, roll the hair in a perm rod, that you used the right size perm rod for the length of hair, and that the ends were all nice and smooth. Um, you had to do a mock color. Again, it was just uh, like cream rinse, and you just had to show that you could uh, properly apply color to hair. You had to do a haircut. Um, so from the ears down, you had to use a straight edge razor. And then from the ears up, you had to use scissors so that you could show that you could use both. Now, is this on like a, a mannequin head or is this on like um, a person that, that's volunteered to be part of the state board? So when I went to state board, it has changed, but I, when I went to state board, you could take a human with you and my mom volunteered. So oh. she was my, she sat there. Um, but I do know now, I think you can only use mannequin heads now. Okay. So... And as far as like some of the laws and stuff, um, you know, like those strip, that little white strip of paper that goes around your neck, like Mm -hmm. that's state law that has to be there. And it's for your safety and my safety. And what that's about is that we use that cape all day long on everybody. So say my first client had a fungus on their neck, that fungus isn't hopefully gonna get on my cape because of that white strip around your neck. And if it does, hopefully the white strip will keep the next person safe. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. So there is that, um, you know, and there's just things like, um, like once you pick up your scissors, you're not supposed to set them back down. Hmm. Why is that? Just for sanitation purposes. Like I've picked them up. I started cutting your hair and putting them back, setting them back down. Like it could pick up dirt or anything. And then I'm going to start cutting in your hair again. You can put them in the, the, the blue stuff, right? Oh, the barbicide. <laughs> <laughs> you don't necessarily want to put your scissors in barbicide. What is usually in there? Combs? 
Oh, yes, you put your combs in Barbara's side, but you wouldn't want to put your scissors in Barbara's side. Oh, okay. Uh, they have dis- disinfectant spray. Oh, okay. That, so um, if you if you do end up putting your scissors down, you should spray them down and then start cutting with them again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Does that affect how you cut the hair? Like, does the liquid on the scissors do any make any difference? Um... I mean, well, I guess it shouldn't be really liquidy. It shouldn't be all no, dripping wet. No, no, it shouldn't be all dripping wet. Um, no, not really. Um, and of course, I usually, once I pick my scissors up, that's it. I don't put them back down until I'm done with the haircut. So, um, you know, and even you use the same disinfectant spray on the clippers, you know. Mm-hmm. So. So, on this final exam, this state board exam, you said you do a permanent. Now, I'm going to I'm going to say that, that that's the only thing I can think about is from like 80s movies where it always ends up going horribly wrong. Do people still get perms? Yes, yes, people still do get perms. Um not so much uh I'd probably say people like in their early 40s and down necessarily get perms, but there are still plenty of older women out there who get perms. Okay. <laughs> You made a little bit of face there for people who can't see it, which is everybody, since it's a podcast. So is, it, is it a fun thing to do? Is it a difficult thing to do? Um, well, I personally don't like doing perms. Okay. Um, and they're a little bit tricky. It's because when you're wrapping that hair around the perm rod, the and it's mainly the ends, if you don't take care of those ends, you can just frazzle them. You know, you want to make sure that they're nice and smooth. And often that's why you get a haircut after a perm because you can kind of cut off like the icky ends. But it's something that you need to kind of take care of, you know. And even that, um, so the first liquid that goes on the the head of a perm um, is basically breaking all the bonds in your hair down. And it's on a rod, which is round. So when you put the next one on, it reshapes the bonds in your hair. And that's what makes it curly when you come out from a perm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know if you've seen this movie. Okay. But have you seen Legally Blonde? Yes. Okay, there's a whole point in that movie where it's all, you know, her whole case uh, is one because the that one daughter... She washed her hair. Yeah, well, yeah. she says that she got a perm and then went and washed her hair. Now, I have no idea what, what all that means, but what, what's going on there? Why can't you get your, your hair wet after you get a perm? Um, well, I mean, you have just chemically reconstructed your hair. Okay. So you've got to let that set for at least two days, give it some time to, like, you know, really set in. So if you wash your hair, like, after you get a perm, you're basically just taking all that chemical out of your hair and it's just going to go straight again oh okay so it's it's more of a washing the chemical thing out i yeah. thought i thought it was like her head was going to catch on fire or something like no, that no, 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 no. <laughs> so then how long afterwards can you like wash your hair again but then i imagine people who get perms you know they probably well you it's usually like two days you want to wait two days after you get a perm okay. to wash your hair like I, I can't go like a day without washing my hair like i feel it just feels too weird well, but when you've just permed your hair, like you've put a lot of chemicals in it. Uh-huh. And I think that's another thing too is um whether you're getting a perm or a color, like you're dealing with chemicals. It's they're they're chemicals. So it kinda takes like all the moisture and everything out of your head. So you'd be surprised. Mm. You can go like a day or two without So like that all that oil, the natural oil that comes up when you don't wash your hair is not gonna come up because it's just already been stripped out? Um yeah, it's kind of like if you take alcohol and put it on your hand. 
Okay. And it dries your hand out. Right. And eventually, like, your natural oil comes back. But there's, like, a period where it's just a little dry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's okay. kind of the same. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, have you done, because I did watch, uh, I don't know if, you, I don't know, once again, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but Chris Rock had a, a documentary out not too long ago, say about 12 years ago now. It's called Good Hair, and it was all about this big old competition in, in Atlanta or something like that. Um, I did not watch that, but I think I saw like previews or kind of commercials or something for it. Right. Yeah. Now, have you ever done a competition like that? No. No? no Is sadly, that something you want to do? I would like to. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just like really putting yourself out there and you really got to be on top of your game and everything. Not that I'm not on top of my game, but, uh, well, it's not it's just, just, it looks like it's cause I did watch the documentary and it's not just, you know, showcasing your hair you have to do a skit and there's all kinds of well that particular hair show yeah <laughs> yes that, you know there's all kinds of different hair shows out there uh-huh. um there's one coming up um by behind the chair and you just need to send in one picture okay so and you're judged off that one picture that's it now is this that the instagram contest that you were talking about yes that is the instagram that i was talking about yes okay so how exactly so the, you just have to pick a picture of uh well one you got to pick a good picture of a hairdo that you did you feel you did really well yes, yes. and then uh obviously you need the lighting and all that good stuff yes. and then you send it in you you send it you send in the link to your instagram or do you send in the actual picture you send in the actual picture okay and then yeah. who, who's who's the judge on this um there's a couple of judges um so behind the chair, um, I feel kind of silly that I don't know this, but I there's a it's a community of people, and there are I could think of like maybe five people, and again I should know their names and I don't, but um, <laughs> are they the just judges. pillars in, in the yeah, industry? Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, they're pillars in the industry. They've um, changed the way we color hair. They changed the way we've cut hair. They've come up with new techniques. Um, you know, they're constantly, even what they are doing, they constantly are changing it up. Um, one of them has his own line of hair color. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. Like, you just can't go out and make your own hair color. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're definitely people and they're constantly uh, showing videos. And it's also really fun to watch the videos and stuff, especially. Um, Sometimes it's not even just about hair coloring, it's just about how to be a professional and how you should be in the salon and just hearing how positive they are and how it's like you need to build each other up kind of like you're only as good as your weakest link, you know? Mm -hmm. And so often um, my experience uh, is sometimes it's like when you start somewhere and you don't know anything, like everybody's so willing to help you, but the better you become at it, then the cattiness comes in, mm. you know, and, um, it's just, it's sad cause it doesn't need to be that way. No, no. Yeah. Every, every industry, as soon as you start moving up, other people want to pull you back down. It's, yeah, it's a thing. It, yeah. And I think it's everywhere. I don't think it's just the hair industry. Right. It's definitely everywhere. But, uh, you know, you would think working in the same space that you could be nicer to each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you noticed that, maybe if someone is going to be photographed a lot that day say you're doing hair for someone that a lady that's getting married Mm -hmm. is do you do it differently 
for someone that's going to be photographed or for someone that's, you know, just going about their day for the rest of the week? Like, is, is, do you well, find that there's I'm, any different techniques that you need to imply or use? Well, I mean, I think there's, I think what you're trying to ask is there's different types of styles. Like if I have someone coming in and say it's her birthday and she's going out, um, I'd probably, you know, give her a style. Like I'd blow dry her hair out and either put some curls or some flat iron. Okay. And, and not that you wouldn't use those things when you do an updo, but an updo is definitely more like for your weddings, your quinceaneras, mm-hmm. your prom, Christmas formal, stuff like that. You know, that's bobby pins and back combing and hairspraying. So yes, there's definitely a whole nother level of stuff that goes on between the two. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Well, it's just, I'm just wondering if there's like, if there was, I mean, you, you answered the question, but it's just kind of like the idea that, um, say when someone is doing a costume, you okay. know, a, costume. a costume that's functional versus one that's going to be photographed well could be done two different ways. Okay. So what you're saying, uh, no, no. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't feel like it okay. would be. All right. That's perfectly, you know, good answer. Uh, Do you go to like conventions and stuff like that? Um, yes, I have gone to a a convention. A convention. Um, In the nineteen years that you've been doing hair, you've gone to one convention. Yes, I've gone to one convention, and I know that's really sad on my part. Um, That's not sad. It's just not not be for you. Well, it's not that it's not for me, but um, I'm a little shy. So I would prefer to go with somebody. And everywhere I've ever worked, I'm always like, hey, there's a hair show. Let's go. And it's like, why would you want to do that? (laughs) And I'm like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Like, why wouldn't you want to go see and be around just hair? Hey, I'll tell you this. The next time there's one up there, if you want a partner to go, I will go. Okay. I'll I'll go and see these people because I just love to go experience things. That would be awesome. Yeah, we could definitely do that. There's a hair show. I'm sure um, there's one in Vegas like all the time, right? Oh, yeah. In Phoenix, um, there's one uh, San Diego. I mean, there's hair shows all the time. And then there's like really, really big ones. Like Paul Mitchell puts one on. And I want to say it's in Vegas. And it's called the um, White Party. And it's a huge, huge event. And um, even like I was telling you about the behind the chair on Instagram, um, they're getting ready to go to New York and... London and um, do these shows where they're going to be showcasing, you know, the top of the industry, the new stuff that's coming out for the year. Um, and, and when I say like new stuff, like color, like the tube of color that I used in beauty school, it has chemically changed to the color that we use now. And sometimes I think when you think about science, you don't always think about the hair industry, but in the hair industry, Kim, from like the science point of view, like we have made such huge leaps and bounds so that the color doesn't destroy your hair as much as it used to destroy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that we have shampoos and conditioners now that are just amazing for your hair. So, you know, they're, they're always coming out with new stuff because, you know, we're learning more and more all the time. Nice. Yeah. And then, do you see like these things at conventions where you know it's the the next wave of stuff or you know new ideas or anything like that oh yeah you can definitely see it and not even in conventions though like i said i follow um behind the chair and they're on instagram and facebook and twitter and you know just the stuff that they're posting whether uh it's a video or you know it's just a picture of something that they've done and you're in 
you can just tell like, oh, well, like I've never seen that technique. And they're showing techniques, of, whether it's a picture or a video, um, you know, you can go to the website and you can read like exactly what they did, like what colors they use and how they mixed them and everything like that, you know. And then too, like, um, it's like when I first went to beauty school, if you wanted like say highlights, it was all done with foil. Hmm. Now we use foil, you use um, saran wrap, um, just depending on what you're doing, you know, you there's different things that we even use for that, you know. So, hmm, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is is there any is there any movies that partic- that you particularly enjoy that is about the the subject? Um, you know, I kind of like the barbershop. <laughs> the barbershop, like all three, or just the the first one, or um, the first one. I probably like the first one the best. Okay, it's um, just it's just one that does it does it capture what actually happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not all barbershops are like that. And um, so I have been doing hair for 19 years, but I did work at a barbershop for 11 years. And there are days where you're just talking and the clients are all involved and everybody's laughing. And it's just like this big kind of party in the shop all day, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then there are days where there's nothing going on <laughs> and it's just really boring. So that, 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 that that's a, another good segue then. Uh, you've obviously worked, you, well, as of right now, you own your own store. It's just yes. you in there. Yes. But, uh, you know, between that and say in a shop where there's a lot of people or one of those more corporate run shops, mm-hmm. like what, what are the pros and cons of each? Like, so right now, I, like you said, I am by myself, and I what the, one of the pros is, um, you know, if I'm not feeling good, I don't gotta call into anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm definitely my own boss, and I can make my own hours and stuff. Um, but that also comes along with if I say that the shop's open from ten to five, if nobody's there, I still have to be there. You know, and that definitely being by myself sometimes gets a little boring. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is that, like I do miss sometimes talking, um, but at the same time, um, you know, I definitely feel like when my clients come in, they get that that one-on-one time, and you know, I have clients that I've been doing for 19 years, and for some of them, you know, I'm like the therapist, or if you want to say I'm like the bartender or whatever, you know, they come in and they tell me everything, and so it's really nice just that they don't have to worry about anybody overhearing anything, you know, and, you know, I always say what gets set in the chair stays in the chair. Like, you know, and a lot of people, I think, feel safe telling me stuff because I don't know anybody that they know. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, I'm the person they came to and I don't know anybody in their circle. So there's that. And then some of the pros of working with um, other people is definitely if you're lucky to be in a place where people can build you up, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or like, oh, hey, let me show you this. Or, oh, I just watched this, so let me show you. So just getting to, you know, bounce off of each other and feed off of each other in a a positive way. Um, Just talking and just, you know, um, like one of the things that we did at the barber shop one time is we went on vacation together. We saved up money. We put a certain amount every week aside and then we went somewhere really cool and had fun. So there's definitely things like that you miss. You know, um, so it just it depends. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when you came out of uh, beauty school, did you did you study with a mentor? Did you just go straight into it? Did so? 
So I went to beauty from beauty school. I went straight to Supercuts. Okay. So I worked at Supercuts for two years, which is very corporate, and uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, Supercuts taught me a lot more about cutting hair. So um, I can't speak about all major corporations that hair salons. I've only worked for Supercuts, but like you have to go for training for two weeks before they even let you work. Now, where, where was that at? Uh, in Tucson. Okay. Did, now, is it a special store? Is it a store at all? Is it just a center? No, it's a special Supercuts that uh, in the back has like a, like a classroom set up. Okay. It had stations and stuff. And we watched videos. We went over techniques um, and just how they cut hair. Um, and then there was people from all over the region that came there to, to be trained? Or was it... Um. So... Okay, well, so the Supercuts here in Yuma, um, you know, mind you, this was 19 years ago, so uh-huh. I'm not trying, you know, it could change, I'm not trying to say this how it still <laughs> exactly. all operates, but um, so when I worked at Supercuts 19 years ago, um, some gentleman, which I do not know his name, but he owned, I think, uh, like 11 Supercuts in total, two Hampton Inns, so he owned all of that. A bunch so like, of franchise businesses. Yeah, so like when we would go up to Tucson, um, we stayed at the Hampton for a week, you know what I mean? And then we would go to training. And so out of these 13 supercuts that I'm aware of, I don't know if there was any, you know, I know they're all over the place, but um, in our particular region, I don't know, but we would all go to the same place to be taught. Right, and then after the two that, weeks, you go back to your to home. Your, yeah, and you do hair. Okay. So. So no mentor. Supercuts was your mentor. Yeah, Supercuts was my mentor, yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about that process of going going away, training for two weeks, and then kind of, I assume you just, you have your own chair by the time you come back? Well, yeah, so Supercuts uh, actually got, you know, it was an hourly thing, and uh, it was really cool. Now, I do know this, it's no longer this way, but not only did I get paid hourly, but I had insurance, too. Okay which was like amazing, but they don't do it that way anymore. They don't, you don't, they don't provide health insurance. No. So is it, are they considered, um, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? Not contract, but, uh, I know. I'm not sure how they do all that. Um, maybe it is subcontractor. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting that they wouldn't get health insurance. Well, yeah, that was, and that was one of the things that I, I loved working there was, uh, I had health insurance and I got paid hourly. I got my tips and any any product I sold, I got commission off of. Mm. A lot of places, um, you know, you have to sell like a hundred plus before you get commission. Oh. And at Supercuts, it was just like Whatever I could have sold $10, I still got commission off of it. So it was a really cool place when um, I worked there to start off and I feel like they took my hair cutting level to the next for me at that time to the next level. And um, there's a lot of things I actually still use from them. And it's interesting because anybody, any hairdresser that I know that's worked at Supercuts and I watch them cut hair, I can still see how even they still have like that super cut, <laughs> little super cut things that they do, you right, know what right. I mean? <laughs> it's just like so in you, it's funny, so. Um, it's kind of like anybody that I've, I've ever known that worked at a uh, Dairy Queen whenever they get stuff out of a soft serve, like at a restaurant where you serve yourself, mm-hmm. they always put that Dairy Queen swoop at the end. Yeah. They just always end up doing it. It's like, oh, you worked at a Dairy Queen. I yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the, yeah. Yeah, I definitely say that. 
And then kind of on that note, like I definitely enjoy watching people cut hair. And I've learned a lot of um, some of my techniques, like say for my flat tops, definitely learned from watching um, some amazing women do flat tops. <laughs> so is, it, is, is there, has there been, have you seen something within the most recent history where you're just like, that is something that I would like to try? Um, probably more color. Yeah. Not so much haircut. Um, definitely color. There's been some things that I've been seeing lately on, uh, uh, Instagram and stuff that I'm like, Ooh, I'd love to do that. You know, I want to try that. And that's also kind of like the, like one of the downfalls of working by myself. Like if I worked with other women, I'm like, Hey, come sit in my chair. We're going to do your hair today. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you just do it. You just have fun doing each other's hair. And, um, and then that's also kind of like a downfall, I guess, if you want to say, like trying to get my hair done. Like when you work with other girls, you're just like, oh, we've got free time. Let's do each other's hair, you know? <laughs> so um, there's that. Okay. So is it, I mean, you don't, you don't pull someone aside now and just be like, hey, let's, let's try something. You don't have that person to do it? Um, well, a lot of times right now, if I, I'll set a some time, blah, some time aside. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'll color my own hair. Oh, okay. Which takes a really long time because you know I like to put three, at least three colors in my hair. So whether I'm bleaching it with foil and putting foil in your own hair, I mean, it it takes a while. <laughs> um, and then I do have somebody in the building who, uh, that I work with, and her she has her own place and she does hair and sometimes um. She comes and she'll she'll color my hair once in a while and um you know, definitely getting haircuts. You know, sometimes I'm like, Hey, I need a haircut today and she's like, Okay. And her main thing though is uh she does uh manicures and pedicures as well. So a lot of times she does my nails. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like, Hey, come here, I got some new fingernail polish and I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so when you do your own, mm-hmm. what kind of like what kind of difficulties come about when you do that? Like, I imagine people do their own, like, color their own hair at home all the time. Oh, yeah. It doesn't come out looking as a professional would do it, but when a professional does their own. Um, so, as far as, like, a box color goes, um, that's one color. Right. I could slap one color on my hair and it'd be done. <laughs> all right. Um... So if I want to put three different colors in my hair, I need to make sure that those three colors pop, that they don't get mixed into each other, that there's definitely separation. Um, if I'm going to put some highlights in my hair, so when you put highlights in someone's hair, you almost always bleach them out. So uh, I've got to section my head off, and then I got to get my little mirror so I can see the back of my head and my big mirror mm-hmm. on the wall. And then I've got to take the foil and I've got to get it underneath that little strand of hair. And then I got to make sure the foil stays there. And then I got to get a brush that I've dipped bleach in. And I got to get the, make sure that the bleach stays on the hair that's in the foil only. <laughs> then you fold up the foil and, you know, you tuck it all in. And then I got to pull the next section down. And Now, was this uh, something that was taught at some point or is this all self-learned? Uh, highlights and 
how you fold foil and everything. That's like 101 beauty school. But I mean, like doing it in, in two style. mirrors. Oh, yeah. in two mirrors. Because um, you, you have to do it backwards and yes, then backwards again, yes. which would you would think is back forward, but I doubt it is. No, it's super backwards. <laughs> um, so I guess the first time I really colored my hair was actually when I opened my shop. I was sitting there one day and I knew I had... Um, it was a slow, gonna be a slow day. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. So I got my foil out, got my color and some bleach out and just sat there and did it. <laughs> okay. And it definitely took me way, way longer than um, it would take to do a client, you know? Cause like you said, I am looking in a mirror and having to do it backwards and, um, you know, just making sure that uh, whether it's color or bleach, that it's going exactly where I want it to go. So. <laughs> uh, okay, so going away from hair just for a second. Okay. What is what else is it that you like to geek out about? Now I know something. Okay. You know, just because we're friends and outside of the podcasting. Yes. Uh, you're a Dr. Mario champion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I call it, say Dr. Mario Chavi, but mean? I definitely, you know, um, usually who I play against, yeah, I feel like <laughs> Dr. Mario champion, yeah. Uh, um, I love geeking out about Dr. Mario. Um, so Nintendo came out, like, in my childhood, you right. know what I mean? That was, like, a huge thing, and um, I never really had, like, the patience, I guess, to, like, sit there and play, like, Mario itself, you know what I mean? Like, I definitely played it, but... You know, there's a lot of little things you got to do in that. And Dr. Mario, uh, that just resonated with me. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I was like, dude, I can do this. I can match things up and make them disappear. And even today, I love all games kind of like that. Candy Crush is kind of like that. Mm -hmm. So um, I like to kind of geek out on any game that's kind of... Kind of the stackable... Stackable things popping, disappearing type of, <laughs> type of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Definitely love games like that. Okay. But I mean, otherwise, is it, is it, are you into traveling? Or are you? Uh... Um, I definitely love to travel. Okay. And I have been very, very, very lucky to travel. Um, I've gotten to go to Alaska. I've been to Africa for 15 days. I cut hair in Africa. Okay. Um, now, was that a vacation? Was that a program? What were? You... Um, so Africa was with my church. It was a mission trip. Okay. And uh, we. Um, so between my church and churches across the United States, we've dug like 155 wells into like 155 different small villages in uh, Sierra Leone, Africa. And so they have fresh drinking water there now. So, and um, that whole trip was just very, very eye-opening for me. Uh, in fact, I definitely, it's probably something that I geek out about, kind of, but like I don't often share that with everybody a lot, you know what I well, mean? Well, now you're sharing it yes, with all of our Yes, I know, I'm sharing it. Um, so being over there since I've come back, and it's been three years since I went, and it's crazy, is I, um, when I found out I was going to go to Africa, the salon I was working at, the boss had a problem, and she fired me. Wow. So as I'm planning to go to Africa, I actually started my plans to open Cuts by Candace. <laughs> so it was a really crazy time in my life three years ago. Um, you know, I spent half the day planning, you know, making sure I had stuff for Africa, and then a color scheme for my shop and what I was going to name my shop and stuff. It, so it was definitely a crazy time, but definitely since I've been back, I have not, um, you know, the fact I know that they can't see it, but uh, 
I have a Starbucks drink and I've got ice in it and you have some type of a Coke with ice in it and that's just being spoiled right there. Yep. You know, we're in a side of building and we can make it hot or cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have flushing toilets, <laughs> which I know sounds funny, but uh, you know, a toilet over there is just a hole dug in the ground and you're outside you know, and you have running water. Mm-hmm. And not only do you have running water, but you can drink it right. without having to get sick. Um, and it just really changed my life. Like, I definitely haven't had like a, like a pity party for myself since then, you know, mm-hmm. because just every day, wherever you're at, especially living in the US, like you're living like a queen or a king compared to the rest of the world, you know? Mm. The fact that you have a fridge full of food even, and that you have options to even eat different types of food and different types of drinks, like that is such a huge ordeal, you know? Like, and it's something I think that um, we take for granted a lot, you know? Because, and before I went over to Africa, you know, I knew that there's starving children over there. I think most people know that. Mm -hmm. But to actually see it, you know, and see how they were living, and yet they were happy because they don't know any better. You know, like we were talking about, I like to geek out on Nintendo, like they don't even, (laughs) and I shouldn't say that all of Africa doesn't know. No, no, the places that you went to to help with the water and and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah, like, you know, electricity was, there just wasn't any, you know? And um, there was definitely some parts where there was electricity and, but it was just completely, it was completely different for 15 days of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like it overall made me a, a better person, you know? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so when you went over there, was it, uh, you, you said you did, you did haircuts while you were there. Was yes. that, was that the purpose for you to go or was no. that just a good decide that you were able to also give haircuts? Well, definitely, um, the part of, we were in Sierra Leone, and um, even though I didn't know this until I got there, but the national language in Africa is actually English, but where I was at, they spoke Timney. Mm-hmm. So trying to get your haircut when you speak English into Timney <laughs> um, doesn't always work out. Um, you know, and I was staying on a compound and there was probably about 15 people and they were just like one day one of them was like hey can you cut our hair like we have clippers here and I was like dude I could totally cut your hair and they were just like so excited that they were all gonna get haircuts that they were gonna look you know good um one of the ladies she's like I don't even need a haircut Mm. but you aren't gonna be here when I need my haircut so (laughs) she's like can you go ahead and cut it and just um being able to have that communication, you know, and that's kind of one of the things they talk about when you go on a mission trip is uh, part of why we're there is just communicating, talking, because, you know, they speak to me and you speak English and there's just that barrier, you know, and like they say, like you try to avoid saying like, what's up? Because if you say that over there, they're all going to look up. Like, right. what are you talking about? Right. You know right. what I mean? Um, so just even that that we take for granted that we do get to communicate with each other when you live somewhere else you know and of course they choose to live there and they're happy to be there so I'm not trying to say they're complaining or anything but it was definitely something nice to have I guess if you want to kind of say like they get a little homesick just being able to have a conversation Mm -hmm. besides the people that live there that speak English you know right yeah yeah 
So, and um, I actually colored hair over there too. Really? Yes. Um, one of the little girls there, she had blonde hair, and uh, one of the ladies I went with um, had gotten some pink colors, so I colored her hair pink for her. No. Yeah. So <laughs> I colored and cut hair in Africa, which was really cool. And then one of the guys who lived there, uh, his name was Julian, and he actually opened up a salon. So I went to go see his salon, and it was it was cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so then what's something that you would like people to know about when they go to see their hairstylist? What's like something um, that most people wouldn't know maybe? Um, like when you describe how to get their hair, they describe how do they want their hair done. I or, really feel like um, I really try to listen to what the clients say and sometimes uh, there's a few words that you know, like cutting your hair a little shorter or thinning it. Um, those are two separate things, but they can often, people use them as the same thing. So really listening and, you know, when a client says a certain word, I really try to explain to them, okay, like this is what that word means. Is that what you want me to do? And sometimes they're like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. And sometimes like, oh my gosh, no, that's not what I want. <laughs> um, and I don't know, I just try to uh, make it very friendly. Um, I enjoy talking about everything, and I do like Dr. Mario, but um, I have some friends who play other games, and I not that I'm geek out about those things, but I know enough about them to talk about them, like, um, wow, you know, <laughs> um, Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, just some other games like that. Um, sports, sports, obviously, yes. you're wearing Cardinals. Yes, I got my Cardinals on. <laughs> Yeah, the great thing about the beginning of the football season is Super Bowl hope, right? <laughs> There's always the hope. There's always the hope. That's the great thing about the beginning of the year is always hope. Um, but when, I mean, the and I always bring it back to movies because that's the thing I, I know the most, but there's mm -hmm. always the, the scene in the movie where the person sits down in the chair and is like, I don't know, just do something with it. And is that something you want people to do when they come into the to the salon? Do you just want, hey, do whatever you think looks great or do you would you rather, like, no, this is what I want done? Um, so that's kind of, it's, that's kind of a, a back and a, kind of a half, a tricky question. So, okay. Um, so there's definitely people that they come in and they say that and I can just tell um, like their personality, like pretty much whatever I'm gonna do, they're gonna like, you know what I mean? And I usually do ask some kind of guideline questions like to kind of see like what they really are thinking even though they don't know. And then I have people who come in and they're like, do whatever you want. And I'm like, I can't get a read off of them. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I ask them definitely a whole bunch of questions, you know? And even when someone says, um, hey, I want a half inch off and I'm like, okay, and I show them what a half inch looks like. And they're like, oh no, that's like two inches. I don't want that off. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, why don't you show me what a half inch looks like? And it's like one eighth of an inch, you know? Wow. And of course, in the hair industry, we always laugh because you have like that one client who does come and like, oh, I want something new today. I want it super crazy short. And you get all excited as a hairdresser because you're like, yes, I've had this plan for this lady's hair forever. And I'm like, how much do you want to take off? They're like, just take off like one eighth of an inch. And you're like, oh. That's not short. Yeah, or they're like, oh, I want like a new color. And so you're like, oh, this is like the newest colors that they have out. Oh, no, that's not anything I want. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. So definitely have learned that 
you know, just because someone says they want a half inch off doesn't necessarily mean that's a half inch, you know, or I have people like, no, 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 I want more than that. And I'm like, okay, well, that's actually like an inch. (laughs) And sometimes what they show me with their hands, I'm like, that's actually three inches. Wow. And they're like, really? And I was like, well, we can cut three inches off if you want, but I just want to let you know, like, that's not a half an inch, you know, like that's definitely three inches of hair you're asking me to cut off. And they're like, okay, well, let's cut that off. And I'm like, all right, we'll cut it off then. (laughs) But so definitely that's one thing I've learned when someone says a half inch, or an inch, whatever they tell me. I'm like, could you show me what that looks like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Candice, you know, it's been a, it's been very fascinating talking to you for this last hour about haircutting and all that goes into it. Oh, so uh, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Facebook at Cuts by Candice. You can find me on Instagram at Candice underscore guest. Yes. And Twitter is Candace underscore Kist. I think one of those is can- Cuts by, or is it's, it's Candace Cuts or Cuts Candace or something like that. I will definitely put it on the the notes for the show, okay. the correct one, because I have it for the ad. Okay. But uh, yes, definitely Cuts by Candace on Facebook, probably the best place to find Yes, it. definitely the most... Um, and it's also to communicate with me too. Right, you can definitely you can message me through um, Cuts by Candace on Facebook. Um, so yeah, and then uh, it's located at twenty one South, twenty one fifteen <laughs> South Arizona Avenue. So it's like right next to the Imadaily Sun. All right, so there you go. You yeah. got the, you got. Uh, Hopefully, you know, get some more geeks coming in to yes, definitely, and get their haircuts. Definitely excited to hear whatever they want to geek out about like i'm always i love to hear what other people like to geek out about uh all right if you want to find me on twitter i'm at mitchipedia gem gem stands for geek elite media the rest of geek elite media is at geek elite media on twitter at geek elite media on instagram and facebook.com forward slash geek elite media if you'd uh like to check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the geek elite media network you can find that at our website geekleetmedia.com uh, until next time, this is Hey Mitch on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Hey, this is John from Geekly Media, and this podcast is being brought to you by Cuts by Candace. Candace Gist is a hairstylist that will work with you to get the right look. She uses her 18 years of experience to understand my needs and is the only one that comes near my hair. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of March 2019, and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts by Candice 3 on Instagram, and start looking the best you you can.